This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello and welcome to our next BT Techno podcast, designed to keep financial advisors up to date on the latest technical, legislative and regulatory matters impacting financial advice. I'm Brian Ashenden and I have the pleasure of leading the BT Technical Services team a team of subject matter experts available to assist you in answering technical and regulatory queries that may impact your clients. As we are fast approaching the end of the financial year, in this week's podcast, we take a look at year-end issues that are specific to the self-managed super environment. Now, before I hand over to Neil Sparks, BT's National Manager of SMSF Strategy, to take you through that discussion, I wanted to briefly remind you of a couple of recent changes that have occurred in the legislative space. This week, Royal Assent was given to the legislation to enact the increase in the eligibility age for using the Bring Forward Non-Concessional Contribution Opportunity from the year in which you turn 65 to that in which you turn 67. Now, this change takes effect for the current financial year, so there may still be some limited opportunity to implement for the right clients. Additionally, the six-member SMSF legislation received Royal Assent meaning the ability to increase SMSF membership to up to six members will take effect from the 1st of July 2021. Now, existing self-managed super funds that want to take advantage of this may need amendments to their trustees in advance, so care needs to be taken before implementing these changes. And finally, we have just had an announcement from the government that advisors who have sat and failed the FASIA exam twice will be afforded one more opportunity to pass the exam in 2022. Now, more details on how this will operate are still to come, and we will bring them to you as soon as we hear more. Now, on that note, it's my pleasure to now hand over to Neil Sparks for an end-of-year conversation on self-managed superannuation fund matters. Well, hello, and welcome to today's BT Techno podcast. My name is Neil Sparks, and I'm the National Manager SMSF Strategy at BT Financial Group. Joining me today is Aidan Hugh, and Aidan is one of our senior SMSF accountants in the BT Fund Administration team. Aidan, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Neil. Aidan, the BT SMSF team has produced an end of financial year checklist for advisors to help focus on what action they should be taking before June 30 and afterwards to ensure SMSFs meet their compliance obligations with regard to the preparation of financial statements and the annual SMSF tax return. So I'll ask you a few questions, Aidan, uh, and the first one being, can you share with our listeners what action advisors should be taking leading up to June 30th? First thing is they should consider the con- contribution. Uh, if they are making contribution for 2021, the 30 June 2021 is for on a Wednesday. So you need to consider what payment methods you'll be using. If you are using BPay, please allow a few business days for the money to reach your SMSF. And also to check, to make sure the money reach the fund, please check with your fund about a cutoff time. Another important thing to consider is if a member is claiming personal member concessional contribution for 2020 last financial year, they have up to 30 June 2021 to do so. And also if they are able to and they're claiming member concessional contribution for 2021, they can also complete a section 290, 170 notice and hand it to their accountant as well. Another very important things about 2021 is if your SMSF client is a pension fund, 
make sure your clients have withdrawn more than the adjusted minimum. Also, if you are also considering to before 30 June 2021 ended, you would like to utilize catch up concessional contribution, member non-concessional contribution and worst tax exemption, please review your client's total super balance as at last financial year 30 June 2020. Fantastic. So the message there, claim a tax deduction before June 30, meet your minimum pension payment and make sure you've reviewed your total super balances before people make contributions so they don't breach their limits. That's some great advice. The investment strategy, it's a really important compliance document for a self-managed super fund. The expectation is that the investment strategy is formulated, implemented and reviewed regularly. So a good investment strategy is going to focus on risk and return, diversification, liquidity and cash flow, and the insurance needs of the members. Trustees need to ensure that the investments held by the SMSF are within the asset allocation range that is set in the investment strategy. If advisors are having a bit of trouble with uh, clients' investment strategies, the uh, BT Panorama has an SMSF investment strategy template that they could access if they wanted to. And I guess they would um, talk to a, a BDM to access that. What are your suggestions to advisors that are best practice when it comes to compliance with SMSF investment strategies? Certainly, new. The very first important thing is to write the investment strategy down, document the, the investment strategy. Now, the ATO has a real focus on investment strategy and compliance. One key thing to point out is that ATO will that for investment strategy, when you're setting the asset allocation, zero to 100% for every single asset class is simply not acceptable. So make sure that you discuss with your financial advisor or review the investment strategy and make your invest the asset allocation which have a more narrow and reasonable asset allocation range. Now another point is that investment strategy is a living documentation. It's very important. So trustee, please make sure that you review your investment strategy and ensure that all the investment held by your SMSF is within the asset allocation range set by your investment strategy. If at one, any point that you, when you review your investment strategy, your asset allocation of your SMSF is out of range, there are two options that you can choose. You can either rebalance your investment portfolio or you can revise your investment strategy and tailor it to suit your asset allocation of your SMSF. And also, please, please make sure and minute the decisions as the evidence and so that we can provide that to the auditor to show that you trustee do review your investment strategy regularly. It's a really important point, Aidan, because the ATO has come out in the last couple of years uh, and showed that it has a real focus on investment strategy uh, and also um, diversification with the mail out they did to about 18,000 members with a single asset allocation uh, or a single asset greater than 90%. So they really are looking at that diversification, making sure the investment strategy and objective aligns with the assets within the fund. So thanks for sharing that with us.
Aidan, I want to talk about valuations now. It's important, I think, that an SMSF has accurate and up-to-date valuations on its fund assets. And uh, last week, the ATO released an updated guidance on SMSF valuations. So I would direct the listeners to their website um, if they wanted to get some more up-to-date information on SMSF valuations. What should advisors consider for their clients who have the more unusual assets, the assets that are difficult to value? Talking about things like direct property, unlisted trusts and companies, collectibles, etc. So what should advisors do when it comes to annual lodgement and the audit or requirements around valuations for those types of assets? Absolutely, new. The most important thing is, first one, make sure all the asset is the register owner is the SMSF. Secondly, you will need to get a valuation for each asset. Depends on what type of the asset is that. Let's, for example, direct property, you can engage a licensed real estate agents or independent valuer to provide you a valuation report. If, if the SMSF already have a valuation report provided last year and the client do believe that the valuation still valid asset the coming 30 June 2021, trustee will need to document the reason behind why they still believe the valuation is still valid asset now and provide some further documentation, for example, maybe a comparative sales data. For unlisted company and trust, we will need to have Make sure you obtain the financial report and tax return from the unlisted company and trust. And also, if you can, please obtain from the company's secretary or a statement from the company stating what should be the value of the shares or the unit trust as at 30 June 2021. And for collectible, it depends on what type of collectible it is. Definitely an independent valuations report from the qualified valuer would be very useful. And obviously collectibles are a little bit different, aren't they? They have to be stored off the property, they have to be insured separately. I imagine you'd also have to have that sort of information available for the administration? Yes, that's right. Neil, it's all available from the BT website. Brilliant. Um, what about if a significant event occurs? So if your client is about to start their first retirement phase income stream, so moving into pension phase, uh, would it be best practice to get a, a fresh asset valuation for all of these types of unusual assets prior to the commencement of a pension for transfer balance cap purposes? Yeah, absolutely, new. good point. Uh, the CIS Act did say that if there's a significant event like pension commencement, the super fund will need to revalue the asset, for example, the property, the collectible, and the unlisted trust and company. So it is very important to get to make sure the asset is revalued at a market rate, so that when it commences a pension, it is at the fair market value, and also it will make sure the fund is satisfy the T-bar requirement. Yeah, nice and accurate. So when you're looking at unlisted trusts and companies, you can't do the SMSF return until you've got the returns completed for these assets. So it's obviously very difficult uh, when it is an unrelated trust or company um, to be able to pursue those entities for their tax and financial statements 
to be able to complete the SMSF. So it's definitely something for trustees to consider before they go into these unlisted trusts and companies uh, is to the timeliness of their tax returns so that the SMSF suddenly isn't pushed out on and overdue on its lodgement date. Absolutely, Neil. That's, that's a good point. Usually the unlisted company and unlisted trust only have the tax return and financial report prepared after October. So you just need to watch your SMSF tax return due date and to ensure that you have all the documentation you need to complete the audit and so that you can launch your tax return on time. I think that's great advice. Thanks, Aiden. So Aiden, in your experience, uh, what areas will auditors be paying more attention to this year? Absolutely, new. Few things. Firstly, please, please make sure all the assets is registered under the SMSF name. Secondly, investment strategy is very important. Please make sure that the investment held by the SMSF is within the range set by the asset allocation of the investment strategy. For funds that have large assets, like large sum of money invested into a single class asset, for example, a property or term deposit, make sure the SMSF consider diversification and also risk and put it into their investment strategy. The last thing is make sure all of these are being documented and put into the investment strategy and provide to your accountant. And of course, as we said, that there is evidence that the trustees have considered that investment strategy and taken a minute to show that they've reviewed it as, and its appropriateness to the, um, to the year's investment decisions. The other thing I'd mention, uh, Aidan, just for the benefit of the listeners, so we've we've talked about the uh, SMSF checklist that BT Panorama has produced, and obviously there is a great audit supporting documentation checklist that I'd just refer advisors back to um, to help them work out what documentation to collect to submit on behalf of the SMSF. Yes, absolutely. So Aidan, uh, to complete the annual lodgement, what do trustees need to do? Yes, Neil. The most important thing is all SMSF financial report and tax return need to be audited. So make sure that you, the SMSF appointed uh, approved ASIC registered SMSF auditors as their auditors to conduct the audit. And also please make sure that the SMSF completed an auditor engagement letters. Now let's go down to talk about the tax lodgement date. It is different, depends on whether the SMSF have appointed a tax agent. If the SMSF not using tax agent, the lodgement due date would be for the first year fund will be 31st of October. And for the existing SMSF, it will be 28th February of the following financial year. With tax agent, the first year fund lodgement due date will be 28th of February of the following financial year. For the existing SMSF will be 15th of May the following financial year. So if you are using a tax agent, just make sure that you engage the tax agent and appoint them using the tax agent engagement letters. It's really good advice. So what we're saying is if you've set up a new SMSF this financial year, you don't have the standard lodgement date. It's going to be earlier. So it could be as early as the 31st of October if you're doing it yourself. And if you've got a tax agent, it'll be the 28th of February. That's correct. If you've got a second year fund, you've got a bit longer to be able to lodge your returns. 
And importantly, as you said, you need to engage uh, with a formal letter of engagement, the funds auditor, uh, and in best practice would be on an annual basis. So Aidan, as a professional administrator, I'm sure you've come across many examples of the fund information being delivered to you. Uh, and of course, the old style was the shoebox. People just bought in a whole bunch of receipts and you had to manually wade through and reconstruct the entire year of, of trades, transactions and expenses for this SMSF versus the new way, uh, which is, of course, using a, a system like Panorama, where we get a overnight data feed uh, direct into cloud based accounting software. Obviously, we'd like to encourage advisors to work with their accounting partners to get their clients and wean them off of checkbooks and Excel spreadsheets and get them onto the cloud and a modern banking system with bill pays and pay anyone's because that information is updated overnight, every night into the software system, meaning that from an accounting and SMSF administration perspective, there's a lot more efficiency. From your experience, what is the benefit of that automatic data entry into the accounting software? We love data feed because data feeds for us, we will have the up-to-date daily bank transaction, buy and sell data from the broker or the platform. What it means is that for us accountant at the year end, we'll have less data manual entry into accounting software, less human error, better data, quicker turnaround for your SMSF financial report and tax return. So it sounds like a win for everybody. Absolutely. More efficient administration in a shorter amount of time hopefully leads to less expense for SMSF trustees as well. So it's a great outcome. Well, look, thank you, Aidan. I appreciate your insights today and, and helping uh, our advisor listeners get a bit more insight into what they need to do leading up to June 30 and then between June 30 leading up to when their clients are getting ready to lodge their SMSF annual return. Um, so thank you very much for your time today. What I would suggest to advisors is if they want more information or they want to access the checklist, then speak to your BT BDM or go to bt.com.au and look for the SMSF end of financial year checklist. So again, thanks Aidan for your contribution today. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Neil and Aidan. Certainly a lot of considerations in the SMSF space in the lead up to and around 30 June. Now, speaking of 30 June, join me on Wednesday, the 30th of June for our next BT Academy technical webinar where, to quote Bon Jovi, I'll be resenting on the topic of, whoa, we're halfway there. Now, whilst not living on a prayer, there certainly has been a lot of change that has happened in the first six months of 2021. And with recent changes in Parliament, there's a lot more to come. In this session, we will look at where things currently stand and what you and your clients need to be ready for over the next six months of 2021. To register, head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. You can also view previous webinars and all sessions qualify for CPD points. And as always, remember if you have any technical advice strategy questions, you can call our BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or send the team an email at technical at btfinancialgroup.com. Until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news.
This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.